Welcome to CII Podcasts. Hello everybody, this is Pranjal Sharma and I'll be hosting this episode for you. Welcome to another uh, episode of the CII Podcast and today's topic for discussion is Industry Partnership for Nutrition Outcomes. Well, the pandemic has highlighted new challenges for the public health and food systems. Uh, significant dietary and lifestyle changes as well as trends like skipping breakfast, erratic eating patterns, physical inactivity and adoption of fat-based diets which are affecting public health in many ways. Now, what steps are being taken to promote healthy, sustainable diets to improve public health outcomes? And how can the private sector and development agencies along with NGOs, bilateral and multilateral organizations uh, and various levels of the government come together to ensure better nutrition? Let's find out with a conversation with Vinita Bali, Independent Director and Strategic Advisor. Uh, Vinita, welcome to the show. Vinita has an extensive experience in leading large companies both in India and overseas. She has worked with eminent multinationals like Coca-Cola Company, Cadbury Schweppes and of course Britannia Industries Limited. Um, Vinita was also among the 27 global leaders appointed by the UN in 2012 to help improve maternal and child health as part of its SUN which is Scaling Up Nutrition Initiative. She's also the chairman of the CIA National Nutrition Committee and has won several awards for her various contributions to business and society. Vinita, it's such a wonderful uh, occasion to have you with us and this conversation. It's, it's quite interesting because nutrition and corporate world are not, uh, you know, the words that you use often in the same sentence. So uh, how did you come about to be so closely associated with this team? Thank you, Pranjal, uh, and looking forward to this uh, conversation. Uh, a great point to start, nutrition and the corporate world. Actually, I wish there was more or a greater nexus between nutrition and uh, the corporate world than it even exists. But I must say, it was the foresight of uh, CII to set up, in addition to its other committees, a specific National Committee on Nutrition largely coming out of the fact that was staring everybody in the face that with everything that had been said about millennial development goals um, several countries and India was foremost amongst them were not going to realize any of the commitments made as part of the MDGs and by that time the world was moving on to the sustainable development goals anyway so there are several reasons why industry must care about nutrition because if industry cares about people then there is no escape from the fact that if you care about people you have to care about their health and their well-being but let me state a very specific fact for you it is an estimate made by the world bank uh, several years ago that india loses anywhere between one to two and a half to three percent of its GDP on account of low productivity, the underlying cause of which is poor nutrition. So there is a human need to care about nutrition, which according to me should be the foremost need. But there is also an equally compelling economic need to care about nutrition because if levels of productivity can be enhanced, then can you imagine uh, how much greater 
the returns would be on every investment uh, that is made. Additionally, and I'm sure we'll talk about this more in detail uh, later, is that suddenly the world has come to realize that, you know, ESG is something which is significant and critical. And the S, which is the social of the ESG, really has to do with people, with equity, with, um, you know, issues like productivity, remuneration, compensation, etc., which very much sit at the heart of nutrition. It's one thing to to set up a committee in an industry body, but it's another thing for for members to really embrace the idea. Uh, a lot of the effort which which companies have made towards uh, uh, social equity has been through the CSR goals and uh, funds that they have, and much of it is you know mandatory in nature. Uh, where do you see the industry and and individual companies? Uh, on the journey of adopting nutrition as a core objective of, of their, uh, not just their CSR activities, but perhaps part of their business and social objectives too. To be very candid, at a very embryonic stage, um, and I'll tell you why I'm saying this. You talked about CSR funds, and this is data which is available, it's in the public domain. Most of the CSR funds have been spent on things like education and healthcare, where until COVID came, you know, healthcare was all about establishing, um, you know, healthcare centers and training doctors and so on. Nutrition is far more significant than that. And it starts for each one of us at uh, conception. And in fact, there are very compelling studies which actually show that your nutrition in the first thousand days of one's life determines forever your ability for physical growth and cognitive development. Now, you know, think about this. Very often we say when it comes to India that students in class six or class seven can only do class two math. Well, it's not only because they've not had good math teachers or they are dumb. It is because they have not had the good nutrition that they required in the in the first thousand days of their lives and therefore they are impaired uh, you know in terms of learning outcomes for later on in their life so we should care about nutrition because it is at the heart of human development it is at the heart of human capacity which is at the heart of what organizations do so even though there is, for example, in CCII, the National Committee on Nutrition, largely it is the food companies, and rightly so, who initially became part of this committee. But as one of the work that, one of the pieces of work that this committee has done is a program together with partners like UNICEF, Sight and Life, and several others, on a program called Impact for Nutrition which is all about nutrition in the workplace. And we are sincerely hoping that more and more companies will join this initiative, if nothing else, but to become more aware, more conscious, and therefore take better and more informed action when it comes to what served, what food is being served in the factory cafeteria or in the office cafeteria or what snacks are available or what education is being imparted to employees when it comes to nutrition, not just health. 
and thanks to covid suddenly everybody is talking about immunity immunity but you know we have to realize that immunity doesn't come out of thin air it comes out of good food which is really all about nutrition that's a great point uh, vinita immunity is equal to uh, a nutrition you said that the interest is at a nascent stage for many companies perhaps a business case can be built uh, because I, i would assume that you know there could be a little bit of apathy uh, disinterest or perhaps not even the understanding of the importance of what we just discussed that uh, you are you are investing in nutrition and that means that you have a better workforce but sometimes the linkages uh, are are so invisible they're strong and important but invisible and perhaps the time cycle for that is so long that companies lose the patience to say well the return of investment or return on investment or something like this is so long ahead that you know i need to worry about my quarterly uh, numbers i don't need to look at what's going to happen to my workforce 10 years hence how do you then convince uh, you know senior leadership and management investors that nutrition is something they have to look at you know, i think this is um, a question that has is has several layers one of those important layers is the acceptance and the understanding by ceos and others in the c suite that running a successful business is not just about producing quarterly financial results running a successful business is really about being responsible to people as it is about being responsible to the environment as well as it is to society you know suddenly esg is bringing a lot of these conversations to the fore but essentially or quintessentially it starts with an interest and caring for people i'm not saying ceos don't care about people but somehow you know it's taken as a given that when you become ceo uh, you know you're more engaged with financial decisions and capex decisions and mna and so on and these are the more softer sides of management i actually think if these softer sides embedded in the s of the esg now are embraced and understood and accepted by more and more organizations we will see a very significant change yes you did say and i completely agree with you that nutrition outcomes we see over a period of time but imagine if companies were to say in any case it costs us to serve some food in the cafeteria what if this food were to be made more nutritious and healthy it it creates interest amongst the employees for healthy food part of the impact for nutrition is all about creating that curiosity that innate interest that excitement that awareness that you know healthy food can also be very tasty and by the way the large sums of monies that companies also spend as part of their medical insurance on treating what i call uh, you know people who are not well so it's not really about healthcare it is about sick care because by the time we get to it people are not well and the money that is spent on those treatments can actually be curtailed a lot in my view if we paid attention to health and wellness 
you know take another example there are many companies and especially companies which employ young people uh, it's very cool to build a gym in the office now if it's cool to build a, build a gym in the office it should be even more cool to have a cafeteria that serves delicious nutritious food we think of the gym but somehow we haven't thought about the food this that's well said there i think uh... the gym is the fun part of it it's recreational people get to hang out together but you know but so it's me... food pranjals that's true imagine uh, the conversations you've had with your buddies uh, in uh, school and college and even in um, uh, you know in offices where you're sitting over a cup of coffee and as they say shooting the breeze <laughs> no i think healthy food should be a priority but you know let me break it into two two categories you you dwell a lot on on the workforce in the organization uh, both the you know white collar and and blue collar but let's look at something which is bit more remote you know you refer to the first 100 to 1000 days uh, of a child and how critical nutrition is for the child at at that level there is also the uh, uh, dimension of nutrition for the adolescent girls because uh when when they if they are uh getting the right kind of nutrition they become strong mothers and their babies are therefore stronger so there is a cascading impact on the newborn child and the family uh coming ahead and of course uh, this this means that we are looking at a, a healthy productive workforce but that becomes even more remote for a ceo uh, to to look at saying that look this is not my problem this is the government's problem uh the government and the social welfare schemes should take care of the uh, welfare of of the girl child the adolescent girl uh, the young mother uh, perhaps and of course the newborn child why should i get worried about it because i have enough headaches to manage on my own while i can make a business case for the workforce inside the office and improve the atmosphere in the cafeteria and the behavior uh, change amongst the employees when i look at the larger society it becomes even more remote for a business leader to connect with that and do you think that effort to make that connection needs more fortification if i can use the phrase here you know um, i think healthy societies is uh, should be everybody's issue or everybody's concern I think what you're talking about and rightly so is that the private sector or companies don't have to go and solve every problem. And I was certainly not insinuating that that is what companies should do. I'm looking at it, you know, very simply and saying, if I become responsible for the health and well-being of my employees and their families, then something that you have just mentioned which is extremely critical at least amongst my set of employees is taken care of and by virtue of that it spreads in the communities in which they live the intergenerational cycle of poor nutrition is a very significant one in india because as you yourself pointed out you know a low birth weight infant is most likely to grow into a low birth weight adolescence and in the case of adolescent girls the problem becomes even more marked if you look at the population of india in general 
several girls you know almost 30% are married off before the age of 18 and they start having children even before their own bodies have developed now the government does have very good programs conceptually to address all of these and what do i mean by that for nursing and pregnant women and 0 to 6 children there is the icds scheme for uh, children in primary school from the ages of 6 to 14 there is the midday meal um, you know the first one covers about 160 million people the second scheme covers 120 million students and then you've got the public distribution system which covers another 800 million people so technically if all of this was working and working well we would not see the poor levels of deprivation or hunger or poverty or bad nutrition that we continue to see in india some of this can actually be directed in we've been talking a lot about public private partnerships you know what if there were public private partnerships where private companies said we will bring the best management techniques the best management resources to effectively and efficiently run the icds centers and the midday meal thereby working with the government on improving the quality of what is done and the quality of what is delivered so you are right it is not the private sector's domain to go and solve these larger social issues but certainly the private sector can do much better for its own employees and the private sector can get into the right kind of partnerships to improve the level and quality of what the government is doing through these various programs you know that's a great point i was going to come to that about public private partnerships in in this field are there some good examples models that can be emulated uh, where private companies and the government uh, maybe a state government or uh, or a department have come together uh, for a successful project where both feel that you know they have really achieved uh, good benchmarks yes and uh, several of these were done uh, with the participation of the national committee on nutrition so let me give you an example of two or three uh, the first is done in various states this was all about working with the state governments on the supply chain issues when it comes to fortifying edible oil with vitamins a and d and this work was done with the governments of rajasthan and madhya pradesh and several other state governments there is also work that has been done with state governments on looking at uh, um, wheat flour as well as rice fortification there is work that has happened with uh, dairies like mother dairy etc again on fortifying milk with vitamins a and d so these are all not just public private partnerships but these are very large partnerships which again is one of the reasons why the national committee on nutrition was created because you can think about it in a way as being the convening body that brings in members of the civil society private companies the government both at a state as well as at a central level development agencies whether it's people like path gain world food program unicef etc all working collaboratively to solve or address the issue of poor nutrition and there's a very important reason 
why you need a convening platform because poor nutrition has several facets it has facets like access to just food secondly access to nutritious food third is access to portable and good quality water fourth is access to hygiene and sanitation fifth is access to a primary healthcare center i can give you great food but if you're living in a place which is infested and there is you know hygiene and the sanitary sanitary conditions are not good uh, and you get you know ill or diarrhea every other day there is no way your nutrition can be improved so many sectors have to work together in a cohesive and collaborative manner for this to be addressed and that is why private public partnerships in an area like this become more not less important and another good example to my mind vinita is the midday meal scheme where several corporates have come together to, to contribute to the midday meal scheme and and you know while while you developed and and pointed out to very important linkages between nutrition hygiene etc but there is also the education element to it which is what the midday meal scheme brings uh, to to uh, you know lakhs of young students do you think uh, that now it's also time to perhaps think about new possible models for for expanding such programs uh, are there new ideas being considered which could uh, accelerate the adoption of uh, nutrition as a core concept when when companies reach out for uh, such pp uh, public private partnerships you know you've touched upon a very good what i think is conceptually a very good scheme the midday meal scheme which basically says to 120 million school children who come to government schools we are assuring you of at least one hot meal a day there's a lot of work and we had initiated some work there are these brilliant young chefs you know who can create so many things out of very few things um uh, i think the menu itself can be significantly enhanced without increasing the cost if you look at the way the midday meal gets to these children uh you know usually it is very small kitchens sometimes the kitchen is in the school itself i think there is a wonderful opportunity waiting to be exploited and you know this is my wish list if companies were to come forward and say we will help in a cluster of schools in particular villages we will bring together groups of women self help groups of women we will teach them how to make these uh you know nutritious and uh Uh, very good tasting meals i mean can you imagine if people like the itc or the taj group of hotels or whatever came and said we will help establish self help groups what is the advantage you get women from the village they get paid to cook the food that most likely their children or their nieces and nephews will eat they get paid the government does not spend any incremental money on providing this food and the children get very good quality food and the private sector handholds this for a period of time till it becomes embedded as part of the community and i am convinced that when you leave something to women in the village and you give them the way with all of doing it they will be so responsible to make a success of it 
So, you know, can we think of feeding 120 million children through a few million self-help groups, providing food fresh, delivered to the school, um, you know, under a recipe or a formulation which is known to be nutritious and healthy. And this is such an exciting uh, structure because you're not only feeding, but you're also allowing uh, several million uh, women in the self-help groups or, or men to, to create a career and a path for themselves as well because it's about skilling, it's about being able to uh, not just earn a living but also contribute to the society as well. Vinita, I, I want to come to uh, one final theme to, to discuss with you which is you know the relationship between uh, the large food companies, consumers and the, and the government uh, regulators have always been a bit tenuous and tense in, in many ways and I, I noticed that the uh, CII a committee which you chair is also promoting the Eat Right movement and at the core of it uh, you know the concepts are about how do you ensure that the packaged food industry for example or the restaurants and hotels uh, give you good food you know fun food I mean of course we need to have fun food and sometimes it's fine to uh, have a little bit extra calories but I think the, the challenges about misrepresentation not being transparent about the ingredients that you're putting into foods uh, perhaps uh, misleading into saying that well what is promoted as healthy is actually very high in sugar or fat or salt content uh, where are we on that journey where, where is that uh, going because I would tend to believe that it's better that industry self-regulates uh, rather than have you know restrictions put on them but um, this is this is a very critical part of the nutritional piece because we also noticing and you know this uh, far more than I do that India is also creating at one end while we have malnutrition at another end we also have high obesity in some of the urban kids. So we are we are actually dealing with two uh, extreme ends of the same problem. You know there is no getting away from the fact that every company has to be responsible for its actions and that includes giving consumers the right information about what has gone into that package of food. So Eat Right is an initiative that really FSSAI and CII have been working on um, uh, together. There is another initiative right now underway which says take the three ingredients of too much sodium, too much sugar and too much fat in a package of food and put it on the front of the pack. I think we have to find simple ways of sharing with people who are buying our products what it is that they are actually buying. And I do want to dispel the notion that all food companies want to sell junk and make money on it. That's not true. And on the other hand, also the notion that it's only the packaged food companies that have to be regulated. Uh, certainly the packaged food companies have to be regulated. We've got to find simple ways of telling consumers what it is that they are consuming and how does it stack up against what they should be consuming as part of a regular diet. But you know what? About 15% of total food consumed in India is packaged and branded and sold. You know, when we stand and eat Pani Puri or Bhil Puri or uh, uh, samosas or kachoris and so on you know those also have to be regulated and the, the and the most uh, compelling regulation 
is giving consumers the right information so that people like you and I and everybody else believe we've got adequate information to make the right choices for ourselves and our families. I keep I used to keep giving this example which is that you know if you compare uh, a biscuit with an apple you know certainly an apple is more nutritious than healthy but if I were to compare a biscuit with a samosa you know the biscuit is more healthy. The fact is that you know we are not consuming uh, you know kilos of biscuits or kilos of samosas every day and we don't have to go around living like hermits either. I think there's there's something to be said for a great palate, uh, you know, to indulge oneself. But as long as it is in measured quantities, it's fine. And as long as we are doing it authentically, it's fine. And as long as industry is not being very clever or very cute about the way it is sharing information with its consumers, it is fine. I think that's a great point, Vinita. You know, broadly, yes, it's it's uh, companies are becoming more responsible. I think there are certain conflict zones, but if if I, they were to use the lens and the uh, value system that you are referring to in terms of being responsible and saying that yes, of course, they spoke to have one boots, but uh, the question is that you know how do you make it uh, a movement which is based on transparency and awareness rather than you know, unnecessarily strict laws. Yeah, and you know, you there's never enough regulation because somebody will always find a way to circumvent or short circuit or whatever. I think what we are talking about is demanding consumers, you know, so consumerism has to get more active. What we are also doing is demanding greater transparency from industries so that it's fine. You know, if I'm a 15-year-old kid, who's running around all day and playing hockey and so on. And if I have, you know, a glass of an aerated beverage at the end of the day, it's fine. I mean, I've more than washed off those calories. But if I am someone who's sitting in front of a computer all day, playing games, doing my online classes and not active, then that same drink is not going to be very healthy. So I also believe we can't get we have to get sensible about it. We can't get too extreme on one side or too extreme on the other side. Um, you know, there there is something to be said for food which is tasty and healthy. And I think it has to be the endeavor of companies to continue to improve and upgrade uh, the quality of what is being sold. But equally, it is up to consumers to say, this is a choice I'm making with full knowledge and belief. You know, take take cigarette companies and, you know, the front of package labeling. One would have thought that with those horrendous images, everybody would stop smoking. Well, well they didn't. True, Vinita. Thank you so much, you know, Vinita. We have to end this uh, discussion now. We are running out of time. I know that there's so much more that I could discuss with you. We could go on for much longer. but. You know, it's it's quite interesting and impressive that we've covered such a wide range of issues within nutrition itself. You know, from from childcare to adolescent girls to public-private partnership, and of course to uh, healthy, uh, you know, responsible companies that offer uh, such food. Once again, thank you for for joining us on this podcast. And you know, uh, from from all of us and the listeners, I think we would really appreciate the work you are doing in leading this movement of eating right 
and making sure that India gets a healthy, productive workforce. Thank you once again. Thank you. I appreciate the opportunity and enjoyed the conversation. Thank you. Thank you for listening to CII Podcasts.